Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. What's good, man? This is Anthony Roberts, <clears throat> excuse me, host of The Reality Is Where Filtering Becomes Extinct. Uh, today's episode, today's episode. Now, we're just coming back, honestly, to do a real spill. It's me and Artesia yes. again, <clears throat> here to record, to talk about a few things. The real spill is basically a bonus episode where we come to you guys and... Recap the previous episode. Exactly. That's the way you finish <laughs> my sentences. Um, if you could tell, I'm a little bit under the weather. Um, I've been suffering from the flu not so much suffering anymore, getting a lot better, uh, thanks to a lot of water mm-hmm. and uh, medicine. Um, so, yeah, today is kind of crazy, man. We're going to talk about a recap from episode 168 with Chris Petrie, um, Dia Dia, Dr. Safisha Nzinga Hill. And on episode 169, we had Sweet Sexy Lala um, Latine from Oakland, California, call in. And we just want to do a recap on that and tell you guys how we came up. Um, with this episode, where it came from, how it came about, um, I talked a little about a little bit about it on episode 168, um, how I met Chris Petrie, and I actually mm-hmm. met Chris Petrie through Dr. Hill. Dr. Hill is an African American studies professor at the University of Texas at Arlington, my alma mater, um, where I went to school and got my degree from. And he <laughs> is a what's so funny? Because I Just said alma hate. mater, yeah. Well, well, I wasn't flex trying to. a little bit. No, nah, I wasn't trying to flex. That's just, I mean, you know, I didn't even want to go to school. I know. You, so, didn't, you yeah. didn't walk. That's why I always laugh when you say my alma mater. And when she says I didn't walk, is not saying I didn't graduate. I just didn't care to walk because yeah. school and he didn't the piece of paper. participate in the graduation ceremony. And as you all know, I talk about it all the time. A lot of people, they do things for accolades and rewards and stuff like that. And for me, it was just a piece of paper. I did what I needed to do, and I got you out of You don't even have it up. Nope, don't have it up. Don't have my other degree up. Don't have nothing that I've accomplished really up because I am not a, I'm not a awards whore. I'm not an attention whore. Recognition. I'm not a recognition whore. Like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff really doesn't matter to me. So yeah, but I, I met Chris Petrie through Dr. Hill. Um, he's a good brother, man. He's like I say, he does a lot of philanthropy and <clears throat> I should be working with him soon on his, uh, I am my brother's keeper program where they mm-hmm. go and talk to middle school and, high school kids and some even grown men and they mentor them and kind of tell their story about where they come from. So when I heard this about Chris, I was like, most definitely, yeah. you know, I want to get the young looking forward to getting <laughs> back into mentorship yeah. as well. So. so it was just good to connect with him, man. And I was like, yeah, most definitely got to have a young brother on the podcast, man. I, I really liked his energy. I respect him. And it was crazy because when I was editing the podcast, he actually called me and he was like, Hey, I was just reaching out to you and I was trying to figure out, Hey, what is there? Is there any advice you can give me on, you know, being on the mic? How did I do? He was eager, too, because he yeah. actually called while we were recording 169. Yeah. And then he called back again yeah. later that <laughs> night when you were editing the podcast. Yeah. And, and even with, and he even checked on me, man. Like, he hit me up and he was like, hey, how you feeling? Because I know you were sick when you were doing that mm-hmm. episode. And I was like, yeah, bro, I found out it was the flu. <clears throat> and, you know, he kept calling to check on me, checked on me last night. 
And um, so, Chris, man, when you hear this, man, I just want to let you know I appreciate that, brother. And it was a, a blessing and it was a treat to record with you on the podcast now. Um, I'm working with him on getting his own podcast, him and Dia Dia. Um, Dia Dia was a surprise. He wanted to invite a friend out. He told me about Dia. A nice um, surprise. A nice surprise, mm-hmm. a pleasant surprise. So she came out and um, she spit her, you know, talked her shit, and it was good to, to hear from her, and you'll be hearing more from them here soon. Um, that's those two. I'm trying to get them a podcast and actually really want to bring them on the Roberts media group and see if we can help them out and get them going as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike Zavala, man, shout out to Mike Zavala, the owner of MZ studios. Yeah. <coughs> he actually was funny on the mic. I wasn't expecting him to be as funny as he Definitely was. Definitely funny. Cause I think that was his first time. Last time we were in the studio, it was a uh, spider that was on the mic with us. Yeah. He was producing the episode at that time. Exactly. But Mike really, um, <clears throat> stepped in and he had some good, punchline yeah his commentary was real good man excuse me i want to apologize to you guys for coughing we won't be long on this episode we just wanted to come through and like i say be honest with you and transparent as always and um keep the podcast going yeah we Um, had gotten away from doing the real spill episodes because i've been on more and more episodes so i think that was kind of like the beauty in the real spill episodes because you didn't really hear from me that much but since i had been on the mic more but we had a few people reach out and say hey what happened to those recaps yeah the recap so we want to start back so we're back and uh dr hill my queen i appreciate you for coming through dr safisha nzinga hill her real name is doc well her government name is Dr. Pamela Hill, but she oh, changed Lord. her name to Dr. <laughs> Safisha and Zinga Hill, and I love that name. Do you know that she wanted you to say with her? She does it all the time. Oh, okay. She says it all the time in class and everything else, so I'm okay. pretty sure she said it to tens of thousands of students. Okay. So nobody's hearing it that, you know, whatever. <laughs> She's proud of it. You know what I'm saying? But it, Dr. Hill did scare me because I was like, okay, we got some white folks yeah. and some Hispanics in the studio, and, and I know really, really <clears throat> very like, pro-black yeah. and um, very well-informed. But it's crazy because a lot of people that I'm cool with, like white people and people who are not black over across the spectrum, was like, she's very knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. And it was like, damn, I would like to take one of her classes just to know a little bit more about the black history and the culture and where you guys came from and, yeah. and the things that she knows. And I she know actually you. offers them free for yeah. adults. Oh, she did say that. Yeah. So check that out. Episode 168, she talks about, um, I think, the, the act, act of change, change over in Lancaster, uh, not Lancaster. It's on Lancaster Road in Oak Cliff. In Oak Cliff, yeah. So right across you, from Rudy's Chicken, people. I think it's, um, yeah, that's, that's what it's called, the act of change. Yeah. I'm tripping. And uh, Pan- is it Pan-African Express bookstore? They always over there, too. Yeah, she does some things over there. but the, Pan-African Connection. Yeah, the African Studies class yeah. is. And I think they're starting, like, this month. Well, no. Later this week, because yeah. February, we're already almost into in February. February. January, but January was long as fuck. January is a whole year in itself already <laughs> this year. It's been crazy. So de- it definitely is. You also wanted to talk about, so uh, um, like I said again, Chris Petrie, Dr. Hill, Mike Zavala, Dia Dia, thanks for making episodes 168 <clears throat> and 169 amazing. Um, you wanted to give a little bit more feedback on the suicide. Um, yeah, because you kind of led me in there. It was like a brief snippet. The yeah. suicide thing is not a story that you can just kind of breeze over. Yeah. Of course, it's more in-depth, but I wanted to say that I did get a lot of feedback about, um, and that was my first time talking about it. We talked about it before, but like I said, we didn't re- yeah, we didn't release the episode. Yeah. So that was the first time that people actually got to hear it. <coughs> and it was surprising that a lot of people came forward and was like, oh, yeah, I have a similar story. Mm-hmm. And I think that was one of the big things because I think after it happened, um, I did like the suicide yeah. walk, prevention walk. Yeah. And when I went out and I saw how many people had actually been affected by suicide, and then on top of that, how many black people had been, been affected, affected by suicide, it was like, 
Wow. Because you, yeah, when you you're know, going through something, you think you're the only, you're the one, only going one going through it. And then you always hear black people be like, oh, suicide is a white folks thing. Yeah. But it's like, no, we some don't people. believe in that. Yeah, or, just like therapy and stuff. Exactly. Like, yeah, some of the things we really got to start paying attention to. <clears throat> but I definitely thought it was brave of you to allow me to even, you know, discuss. Yeah, you led me down that path. Well, I told you before I we was going on the podcast. <laughs> I wasn't going to hit you with the okie doke. I'm sweating like a motherfucker right now. I know. That cold still sweating out of me. I'm sweating all through this shirt, everything. Taking all this medicine, my dick ain't been right. Taking all this medicine, I got I got to get off these pills, man. Get my hang time back. <laughs> a nigga flaccid like a motherfucker around this bitch. But uh, also, man, um, I told you guys earlier. Uh, it's always tough for me, and I thought it was gonna be better. Mm-hmm. And if, if we're being honest, um, we started this podcast, and my voice was a little shaky, so we reset it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but we've had I've had a rough year starting out. You know, I was telling you guys on social media, and I had talked to a couple of the listeners who gave their condolences. You know, I lost my mentor um, earlier this year. He was um, shot and killed. Um, my mother was in a wreck. She's doing fine. Thank you for the well wishes from everybody. <coughs> so the wreck and then the DJ, our DJ, he passed away unexpectedly. Yeah, yeah DJ Double L, he passed away. And it's so crazy. Because you say they say it come in threes. Death comes in threes. Yeah, and then, you know, we were in Chicago in December for the Martin Trivia Live event out there. And mm-hmm. um, I got the phone call that my granddad was in the ICU. Mm-hmm. And I was going to leave Chicago to go home, but they said he was recovering well yeah. and he was doing well. Yeah. And it's crazy because <clears throat> I got a call the other morning and I got a call from a number that I didn't know. And I'm like, who the hell is calling me before six in the morning? Mm-hmm. So I didn't answer. Then it called back again, and I answered. And you know, I'm like, "Hello," and it was like, uh, "Is this Anthony?" And I'm like, "Who is this?" And it was my uncle. <clears throat> and it was an uncle that I haven't spoken to in years. Mm-hmm. And when he called, I already knew it was my grandfather. Yeah. So I got the word that uh, my grandfather <clears throat> had passed away, and um, it's been tough. It's it's uh, I'm not an emotional guy, so to to get that, you know, I called you, mm-hmm. and it was like when I called you. I just broke down crying Mm -hmm. and I didn't expect it. Yeah. I didn't expect it. And I was driving headed somewhere else. And because you did that, I was like, okay, let me. Yeah. Just and I don't want to put that pressure on you because I was like, I know we're not together, but I was like, no, we're not. But I mean, yeah, but it's like, you're still a person that I trust with everything. And I trust you with my information. And I know um, that your heart is sincere. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's tough for me. Um, Me and my grandfather didn't have the best relationship and, we didn't have the best relationship because once my mother and my father split, we were kind of seen as like the stepchildren, mm-hmm. you know. Um, my other cousins, they were treated better than me and my brother were. Um, you know, my mom was kind of like an outcast. But the thing that I love about my grandfather, we we reconciled over the last three years. You know, he came to me and, and he told me how he was wrong and how mm-hmm. he should have handled things differently. And, you know, after him acknowledging that as a man, because one thing I can respect <clears throat> is a man who can acknowledge their wrongs and then if you acknowledge your wrongs I can move past them. exactly you know that's that's what a that's man what is anybody wants yeah that has been wronged <laughs> so with that happening we were able to talk about it and it was funny because um, my mom called me a couple of weeks ago when um, after he had got out of the hospital she went to see him and she was like you know I thought you I thought Anthony was a slick talker that's what he said about you yeah that's what my grandfather said and he was like I thought Anthony was a slick talker you know not to be funny because my dad mm-hmm. <clears throat> he's a slick talker mm-hmm. as my grandfather said um, and my, you are like like we talked about before you are somewhat a slick talker I am but a slick talker you use your 
your powers for good, I guess. Uh, yeah. And then not to be funny, <laughs> I don't say what I'm not going to do. Exactly. And then I'm a brutally honest person. So it's like, yes, yeah, it's a slick tongue, but it's with honesty. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then, you know, my, my grandfather um, also said that, you know, he felt like my brother was a slick talker and not being disrespectful, but my brother is more so like my father. He has a lot of great qualities, but I think it's important that we acknowledge who we are mm-hmm. and recognize who we are. Accept it. And my, my grandfather said that, you know, I thought Anthony was a slick talker like some of the other men in the Roberts family, but he was like, he's proven to me that he's not. Mm-hmm. He did everything he said he was going to do. He never asked me for anything, and he always asked me mm-hmm. if I needed anything. Mm-hmm. I just talked to him a couple of weeks ago, and I told him, I said, if you need anything, Mm-hmm. You let me know. And my grandfather is a stubborn man like myself to where we don't really like to ask for things. Mm-hmm. And if we ask for things, then we're in a, a real tight situation. Yeah. You know, but it, it meant a lot for, for him to tell me that he didn't think I was a slick talker, that he respected me as a man. He respected me for what I do. Um, him and his wife, my his fifth wife, my, <laughs> my grandmother Rose, who I acknowledge as my grandmother, not any other woman before her. Um, they both told me they respect me and they love the things that I am doing. And they I'm kept giving up back with what I, you were doing. Yeah, and they kept up with it. And mm-hmm. that meant a lot to me. Mm-hmm. And um, it sucks because I had been intending to go see him. Um, but but I didn't get that chance. And, it, and it's, it's tough. Mm-hmm. But at uh, least you can take solace in the fact that you know that you guys came full circle yeah. and you know how he looked at you. Yeah. And I mean, that's why I say you can't put that pressure on yourself. Yeah. It's just tough because um, when when death happens, you have to reach out to family that you really haven't even spoken exactly. to. And I've always had to be the bigger man. And, and it gets tiring being the bigger man. I've been the bigger man real, real hard the last two years. You mm-hmm. know, I was the bigger man when my podcast blew up with some of the co-hosts and guest co-hosts I had on the podcast and people working in the background. I had to be the bigger man and act like And sometimes when you're a leader, mm-hmm. you're always going to take the blame. Oh, yeah. Nobody else. The followers don't have to take the blame nope. because they're not in the forefront. They're not in the spotlight. They don't have to take the blame for anything exactly. that goes wrong. And everybody's going to put that on you, but you got to be strong enough to say, yes, I'm here. I'm in the forefront. I'm the face of this thing. And even though things aren't being said that are truthful about me, Mm -hmm. you got to accept that shit because you can't chase a lie. My mom always told me when I was a kid, never chase a lie. Exactly. If it's not true, then you don't even chase. But for me, it's so hard because I'm a nigga who likes to address motherfuckers straight up and down. But you can't address everything. You can't. So it's hard for me because, you know, my, my the, the way I found out that my grandfather died was from my uncle that I haven't talked to. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I feel like when you're a kid, the adults should be reaching out to the kids mm-hmm. in hopes that the reciprocity and the love that you're showing them Comes when you're back. older and they're getting, they are adults, they will do it for you. Mm-hmm. That's not the case in my family. No, that's not the case in my family. I mean, I, I had a similar situation with my grandmother. Mm-hmm. Me and her, we are just now rebuilding our relationship because yeah. we weren't close when I was younger. Yeah. So it doesn't, it's not in my first thought to call her when yeah. certain things happen or to call like I remember I have to remind myself <laughs> to call her on a weekly basis mm-hmm. whereas my great grandmother that we talked about in episode 169 it was a priority I called her every day yeah. like I made sure I went to the grocery store for her every week I paid yeah. her bills like that yeah. was just second nature to me because she was there consistently in my life yeah so for me it was like when my uncle called like you know he was like hey make sure you pass this message to your brother and I'm like I, in my mind I'm thinking I haven't talked to my brother in a year yeah Pretty and, much. And, and when you talk to somebody when if after there's a death, it's not really genuine. It's not genuine. Like it's based on 
the emotions that yeah. you're feeling in that moment. Yeah. But nine times out of ten, it's not going to carry past the funeral. Yeah. And I called him, and you know, I was like, I called and I got the voicemail, and I just left him a message and let him know, you know, what had happened. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, I hope you take it well, and I, I kept it moving. Mm-hmm. But it's tough because, like, I was t- my cousin. You know, she called me crying, and I was, mm-hmm. you know, I was trying to console her, and I was just like, this is going to be tough for me because I got to see people and deal with people that I haven't dealt with and don't really care for me for years. And now I got, I'm not good at acting, so I won't be acting. I will be speaking Mm -hmm. and moving forward. So anybody who's ever experienced, you know, like that family uh, rift, rift, you know, and and people trying to come together and be fake when funerals come around, you know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. But the biggest thing I think you can do is be cordial. Mm -hmm. Um, It's crazy to say this, but be professional in -hmm. some kind of way and just speak and keep it moving, you know, because the reason I keep what keeps me grounded is. It's my grandfather who I reconciled with three years ago. So our relationship is not 35 years strong. Mm -hmm. It's about, if you add them all together, about six years strong. Mm -hmm. So when my niece, I mean, when my cousin called me crying, she's had 33 years Mm -hmm. of him. Mm -hmm. So it was easy to take myself out of the picture and worry about her. Mm -hmm. My my grandma Rose, who was married to him for 27 years, it's easy for me to put my emotions on the back burner because she was there with him every day. Mm -hmm. It's not about me. Mm -hmm. And for you cowards who will take somebody's death and just ride it like woe is me somebody like no yeah like take your emotions out of it somebody is really truly hurting behind the loss i'm hurt but you know what there's some Mm -hmm. people out there that's hurt worse than me and those are the people that i'm looking to care for so that's that man r.i.p um frank roberts senior i'm gonna miss you uh, Think about how I'm many a, stories. Yeah. Like I remember you going back home with you, <laughs> listening <laughs> to all <laughs> the stories, <laughs> and just even from me listening in, learning yeah. so much about what makes you you. Yeah, from that history. Yeah, because you found out all the Roberts men are womanizers. Uh, yeah. I am not a womanizer, but I love women. But yeah. a lot of the men in my family are womanizers. Yeah. Um, a lot of a uh, lot of them love interracial dating. dating. Yes, they do. Just like you always harp on. Uh huh. <laughs> a lot of them are very athletic, as mm-hmm. I was. We are naturally stocky. Mm-hmm. and built and broad shoulders yeah um and we all naturally handsome yeah you know and i'm sure uh i'm pretty sure we're all well endowed <laughs> so <laughs> so you so know that's the best part that yeah, i remember good, about <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, you know like you guys have heard me talk about my granddad i was like i couldn't understand the goddamn thing he's saying you coming down here like you couldn't really understand, you know, much he was saying. But uh, Grandpa Frank, I'm gonna miss you, man, and I, I, I love you. All right, and we back, man. Before we, you know, <laughs> before we get out of this podcast, we wanted to talk about. And if you heard that little pause, that was a moment of silence. I literally just gave her usher, like a a director's me. Like let's close it off for a moment of silence. But before we get out of here, we want to address business. And how to keep emotions out of business. And it's funny because on the last episode, we were talking about things that's been going on Mm -hmm. and how I spoke firmly about how we don't need certain people to do certain things. Yeah, you were a little hyped. And it was crazy because it's like we've been dealing with shit with sponsorship and no disrespect to white people, but some white people will try you. Exactly. They will try you to see how dumb you are. Mm-hmm. They would try you to see how smart you are. What they can get over. And what they can get over on. I know you've been dealing a lot with that, with um, with you doing a lot of real estate deals and a lot of things going on and people trying to get property and buy stuff from you. Yeah, don't make it sound like a lot of real estate deals, but... <laughs> I mean, you got a couple of things in the works. Yeah, I do. I mean, but, when um, you start talking six figures, it's, it's a deal. Yeah. That's real shit. 
I know. Don't don't put yourself on the back burner. No, like, I'm not putting myself on the I back know. burner. I'm just keeping it real oh, modest. Okay, we're gonna keep it modest, um, but I just want to say you're working on things, and I know a lot of times you call me and you tell me mm-hmm. some of the offers that people make you, and it's like when you decline them, they're kind of like, "Where did you go to school?" Yeah, at? It's like, like it takes. It don't take a, it, yeah, it don't take a degree to common sense. Yeah. yeah, I know the property value. I know the area of the city. I know in what which the my plans pro- are. Yeah, I know all of these things. And then it's funny because you'll get the white person that will tell. I've had somebody tell me, "Oh, well, you're very, you're very uh, knowledgeable." And that's good, you know. And then I even had somebody come back and admit to me that um, they wouldn't have done it themselves. Yeah. And that I should always stick to my guns because what I'm holding out for is definitely possible. It's possible. And then the thing about it, too, is um, you've had black business uh, business owners Mm -hmm. and property owners come to you. And you how do you handle business differently from white and black? Or is it a difference? I do entertain the black owned businesses a little bit more than I do the white ones. Yeah. Just out of, you know, support. Yeah. Um, if it's somebody as as long as it's not BS. Yeah. If I can sense it's BS off top, yeah. of course I'm not going to entertain yeah. that. But I do give them a little bit more of an opportunity to say what it is that they want to say. Yeah. Um, before I, I just say no, no, yeah. thank you. I'm not interested or whatever. Yeah. And shout out to all the other black podcasts who are working on getting sponsorship for yourselves. Um, I think getting sponsorship for yourself and having a podcast is big. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, put the time in, put the work in. If you're putting the time in and you're putting the work in, then you should be sponsored. Mm-hmm. Somebody should be backing that brand. Um, shout out to talking greasy and Darnell and, um, Kim, you know, being sponsored by Tekken. Um, Vodka, Vodka, mm-hmm. Tekken or Tekken Vodka. I think it's Tekken uh, Vodka, but shout out to them and shout out to other podcasts who have sponsorship. We're working on a couple of things. And, um, you know, as we already know, you guys know we're working on having some The Reality Is events, possibly another Martin Trivia Live event. But it's so funny because when we posted the video the other day, a lot, we got a lot of feedback. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of feedback and then we got a lot of inadvertent feedback. And what inadvertent is is when people say things, but they they're not saying shit. Yeah. Like you're talking, but you ain't talking. Mm-hmm. And what that means, I posted on Instagram, I think um, earlier yesterday, and I was like, a hit dog. My grandmother told me when a I was a kid, a hit dog gonna holler. And we did a podcast episode, I think it was episode 60 something, where I was like, a hit dog gonna holler. And it's basically when you throw something out there and you're talking about somebody else, meaning like maybe I'm talking about Artesia, mm-hmm. but an ex girlfriend from three years ago sees that same message and then she inboxes me. Yeah. <clears throat> or she has something to say or she's in her feelings about something. Guilty. Because they feel guilty about something that they've done and it has nothing to do with them. Mm-hmm. We've experienced that a lot over the last couple of weeks. And 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 this is new territory for me because yeah. you know I'm a more private person. Yeah. But one of the things that I have had to adjust to is, you know, realizing the space that we're in. Yeah. You know, media is what you do. Yeah. So a lot of times that will carry over. You you have a right to speak on the things that you are <clears throat> going through. Yeah. And I don't nego- and when you negotiate deals like when you work on sponsorships or even when you do stuff with other events, like I never chime in. No. I never chime in. I never jump in because, because that's we not. Respect each yeah, other's we said lanes. respect each other's lanes. My lane is the podcast and making sure everything goes off and goes well. And your lane is negotiating the deals, writing up the contracts, mm-hmm. writing up the agreements, setting up the interviews. And that's not to say that I don't come to you for your input. Exactly. Because you know it is first and foremost your yeah your dream your vision. Yeah. So we want to make sure we're. But you wouldn't be in this position if I didn't respect what you were doing. So exactly. any, I always tell you anything that you go for or you put on a contract or you negotiate with somebody, I'm pretty much there with you. Because because I trust you. Mm-hmm. Like the reason you're in that place is because I don't have time to really do that. Mm-hmm. But I know recently we've been dealing with some people to where when we negotiate, negotiation is about getting what you need out of a deal. Mm-hmm. Negotiation is not about friendship. 
Negotiation is not about, you personal know, feelings. personal feelings and stuff like that. And when you bring personal feelings into negotiation, it's a problem. Mm-hmm. It's a problem for me. And I'm a person who tries to stay out of things. But when you start talking Brody, that's a problem. I'm not going to text you. I'm not going to email you. I'm just going to see you. And when I see you, I'm going to talk to you about it. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like it, the, the way I'm talking to you about it, because I'm going to talk to you as a man, I hate to square up because I'm not the one. You don't even really have to square no, up. No, I don't I mean, have to square up. But situations I'm, where people just look at you and they're like. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm a short guy. But yeah. I, I, it's, 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 you know, I don't have little man syndrome, but I, I'm a short guy. <laughs> but it's like, I just want respect to be given. that's the benefit of having like broad shoulders and stuff. And I'm just confident. Yeah. And then I respect people. Like mm-hmm. when you speak with people, speak to people with respect, then you get respect. Exactly. I think that's the most important thing is being respectful at every turn, yeah. regardless of what the conversation is. Yeah, exactly. Whether it's something you want to hear, something you don't, you don't like, always maintain yeah. a level of respect. Yeah. But when negotiating, when it comes to negotiating, it's going to be a back and forth situation. You know, if somebody says, hey, we want these three things, Mm -hmm. but these three things we feel are not beneficial for us, we're going to come back and say, hey, we can do one of those things, two of those things, or two and a half of those things. Or let's work out a different compromise. Yeah, or let's just work out a whole, let's let's scrap the whole thing away, and let's come together and work out a deal that's going to be beneficial for both parties. Mm -hmm. But it's not about, you know, it's not about who's right, who's wrong. It's no disrespect. That's why I say when you do things, I let you, I let you do things. Mm -hmm. but you know, I'm, I will say this, and I and I can call the person, or the person can call me nine seven two nine one six. You know the rest. Mm-hmm. But the point of the matter is, when you come, I'm I'm very guarded when it comes to you, mm-hmm. I, and I, I don't play about that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like if you want to wash your hands and be done with something, then you do that. But let's make sure you don't ever come sideways ever again in your life. Let that be clear. Because business is business. But when you disrespect my people, there's problems. It's nothing but a flight to see somebody. That's period. That's okay. 100. And that's real. I know you don't want me saying this, but I don't no, get I, I, don't, I don't, But I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. But what I'm saying is I stay in lanes because business is business. And I respect everybody as a man and as a woman. And I respect everybody as a business partner. Mm-hmm. But I'm not playing this year. I'm not going to say names. I'm not going to say businesses. I'm not going to say last names. I'm not going to say any of that. Mm -hmm. But if you have a problem or if things are misconstrued, you pick up the phone like a man and you have that conversation. You don't do that. Mm -hmm. I respect anybody I do business with, but if it has to be like white people to where they don't like each other, let's still get the bag. Mm -hmm. Let's still get the money, but it will be a negotiation and there will be respect. And I don't just talk. I can talk to you when I see you. I can come see you. You can come see me. We can have the conversation because it's a professional thing. Kids fight. Mm-hmm. Kids and bicker. Yeah. But that's the, and I said that on the podcast a long time ago. I was like, what is it about kids that kids at two and three years old can argue mm-hmm. and bicker? And then the next day they can talk about what they didn't like or don't like mm-hmm. and they keep it moving. They, but they adult, see a bigger picture. Exactly. Even but as a kid, you see a bigger you picture. You see a bigger picture. But as adults, it's like we get in our feelings and we shut shit down. And that's not the way business mm-hmm. is handled. Like nobody wants to do business with somebody who feels like their feelings get hurt within a one or two email. And then you come back and say whatever. Being cool has nothing to do with business. 
Exactly. Certain words, certain phrases you don't use in business. Mm -hmm. And anytime that you're negotiating a deal with somebody, I'm never going to step in and speak. Even if I don't agree with something, Mm -hmm. you're going to come back to me with the number. You're going to come back to me with the options that they gave us. I'm going to say yay or nay. Mm -hmm. And we're going to go like that. And if I'm your friend on the outside, I'm going to say, hey, bro, we did a good deal. Or, hey, let's see if we could do it better next time. I respect you as a man. That's it. Mm -hmm. But I won't tolerate disrespect. Yeah. And I'm not a talker. It's unfortunate because as a woman in business, you tend to get more disrespect. Especially, you know, from men. Yeah. um, Because they feel like they have more power over you or they can just talk. I don't know how some of these men treat the women that are in their lives, but it all carries over. And it's big. I mean, and not to be funny, don't nobody want to do business with somebody who got an attitude. Mm-hmm. Like who wants to do business? Like if I email somebody and they got a problem or if I call somebody and I'm talking shit to them, they ain't gonna want to do business with me. Mm-hmm. And not to be funny, your blessings will be cut short off shit like that. Yeah. Don't ever get too big for That's your britches, man. That's why I'm always man. mindful Because of there eating. are millionaires who have lost it all. Mm-hmm. That's why anytime I do something, I always give praise to you and to praise the people who do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I've always given praise to you when we've done something. I've always given praise to anybody else who make an event go well or like Justin Laurie and people who've helped out and, mm-hmm. you know, like Frank and them who promote and Joe Shaw who promote. Like, it's all about helping and building. Yeah. But friendship has nothing to do with business at any time. Mm-hmm. It's all about what's better, best for the both. And if you get all three things you want and we get nothing, that's not business. That's called a hustle. Pretty much. And we ain't getting hustled. Period. So... That's all I got to say about the uh, the the real spill. You got that something was, else to say? Oh, well, that was a mouthful. I w- really wasn't expecting. Well, I just like to let stuff be known. And, and like I say, still a respected manner. You know what I'm saying? I got a respect for the people that we're working on sponsorships with. I got respect for those who are coming on the podcast. I got respect for those who we've done business with and mm-hmm. that we're going to do business with in the future. Let's just make sure the respect is across the board and let people stay in their places. You know, if, if, if your lane is business and my lane is the podcast, I'm going to stay right here. I'm not going to come and jump in something that has nothing to do with me when we've already delegated a task to who is supposed to be handling that task. Mm -hmm. So for anybody who has an issue with me, like I said, you know where to find me, you know where to call me, Um, be a man about your business and let's keep it going from there. You can find us at The Reality Is. You can check or keep up with us, uh, keep up with all things up to date by going to www.therealityis.com. That's T-H-A, therealityis.com. You can find her at noartesia.com. You can follow oh, me you. on Instagram at Sir Robert Poe. And we on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Hit us up there. Follow the episodes. Leave us a rating and review. You already know Blog Talkers who sponsors us. You already know Gabe Silva and Take Action Gear at www.takeactiongear.com. There's a team in Houston that holds us down. Yes, Shout and- out to Justin DeLaurier and uh, his son, Alex. Alex Martin, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? We got some stuff coming up that we working on with them. Uh, shout out to the homie Frank Poster Boy, man. Franklin Dale Williams, a.k.a. Poster Boy, the one who puts all, together all the videos, all the audio visualizers, and why y'all catching up and trying to steal shit. We still here. We still hitting y'all over the head with this content. Content is king. That must mu- that must mu- that must mean I'm motherfucking King James. Yeah. So, hey, we're going to keep pushing it out. We're going to keep doing what we got to do. What you got to say? Oh, I know you nervous, but I'm walking in my glory. No, and shit. I'm not nervous. I just always want to make sure that we are. But if you're doing, doing bit, but you know what? If to you do your as part, professional as possible, and we are. And I, I mean, I know that. And like I said, it's but also it, a part of me having to remind myself of the space that we're in. Yeah. And you're a little bit more vocal than I am. And if so. you, and then the thing about it is though, like if you allow people to run over you. Well, if see, you allow, that's the thing. Yeah, I'm not, I, I'm not yeah, saying you did, okay. but I'm just saying if you allow people <laughs> to run over you or it's like if you got a homeboy who always cheating on his girlfriend and nobody ever says anything, mm-hmm. they think that shit is okay. Oh, yeah. But and we if you just don't, handle it in two different ways. That's what I'm, I'm saying. a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't I don't do emails. 
Yeah, I know. So I'm not going to email or I'm not going to text. If I have an issue, I'm well, going to pick up the phone and call point, you. Well, past a certain point, it shouldn't yeah. be that anyway. I'd rather just see you in person and have mm-hmm. that real talk because I know how sometimes people, and or I like to put it on wax mm-hmm. so you can hear my voice. Mm-hmm. You know I'm not joking. Mm-hmm. And you know I'm serious. Like, I'm not going to text and I'm not going to email. Yeah. I'd rather see you in person. I don't even want to do this. I'd rather see you in person. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because when I see you in person, if you got something to say, I want you to say it then. Mm-hmm. You know, if you send an email or a text message or whatever, you could talk that shit and be like, fuck that whole ass nigga when you in your house. Mm-hmm. But when you in my face, I want you to have that same energy mm-hmm. with me. Like I said, it's not about fighting. Mm-hmm. Be a man mm-hmm. and talk to me with respect. Mm-hmm. That's what it's about. It's about respect. When you are professional and you're using, prof- I got homeboys that I've done business with. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my partners that I used to have this business with. Mm-hmm. When we separated, all I came to him and said was, this was the agreement. Mm-hmm. You have not honored this agreement. I want to um, go ahead and dissolve, dissolve this, this partnership. Mm-hmm. He didn't like it. He was like, man, I've been your friend. I've been supporting you. I was like, Yes, you have. You've supported me by mouth. Mm-hmm. This contract says by dollars. Mm-hmm. This is what you are obligated. You are receiving what I said I would give you. Mm-hmm. This ain't friendship. This is business. Mm-hmm. The friendship can still be there, but you will under this obligation. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Friendship, business. Mm-hmm. Personal feelings is on the friendship side. Exactly. Business is all about business and negotiating, mm-hmm. period. Anything else, like Charles Barkley said in the 90s, is uncivilized. <laughs> This is Anthony Roberts, host of The Reality Is. Artesia Swindle. Hey, man, we out of here, man. We'll see y'all on that. We, we not recording this weekend. co-host. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because you there now. We'll be back next week, man. I'm going to take this weekend off, man, to uh, spend some time with my family again. Um, Frank Roberts, I'm going to miss you. So I'm going to take some time with my family. We'll be back in about a week or so um, after we get everything squared away. Um, in advance, I want to say thanks for your prayers. Thanks for the people who've reached out. Shout out to Broderick Darnell, man, uh, host of Talking Greasy Podcast. You know, bro, you always sending up prayers, man, and you always sending stuff my way. And uh, yeah, this is a tough loss for me, and I appreciate your, your 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 act and your words of kindness, man. I will not forget them, and I appreciate you, and I love you, brother. Y'all have a good one, man. Always uh, remember the NL courage to excel success. Young angel, young lion, more life, no dying. Yeah. Alright, I got it. Yeah. Super Bowl goals. I'm at the crib of Puff. He got Kaepernick on the phone. He in a whole different mode. Angel head, 2 a.m. for being whole. Just to show him how I treat the city like my humble abode. Hey, tell me if TD Bank is approving loans. I'm thinking of paying Wayne with Universal O's. My nigga spent a lifetime going platinum and gold. He should own half of the label. Shit out of control. Somebody get Larry Jackson on the phone I need some ownership if we press and go Cause business is booming on behalf of me I need a bite out of the apple like Adam and Eve We gon' have to break the Billy curse I need my paper long like a Millie verse Or too long like a sentence from a Philly judge Fuck is the point in all the beefing when we really blood Nobody wins when a family feuds, nigga Everybody gotta eat, we can't exclude niggas I'm in the crib expanding pools and expanding rooms, adding her mom's bars with tenant boots, nigga. I don't know if y'all ever noticed, but all my music is in reference to my podcast, but I don't send subliminal messages. 
Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.